Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. And welcome back, my friends, to another exciting, fun-filled episode of The Average Joe Show, episode number eight, El Ocho. I'm Corey Shrett, your host tonight, and also with me, my co-host, my partner in crime over in lovely Pennsylvania, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, how's it doing tonight? Great, Corey, and yourself? Doing pretty good. I heard you were a little sick this week. What's going on there? Yeah, I guess I got the flu. I'm not sure, you know, with the change in weather or whatever. Right. It ended up, you know, pretty much knocking me down for the whole week, so I didn't get a whole lot done this week other than sleep. <laughs> and there, there, there was a point where I was praying for the sweet release of death. But, I understand. Uh, but that's pretty much passed. I feel a lot better now. I, I'm still a little sore throat, a little congested, but other than that, I, I think I'll live. Well, let's hope you have a good weekend, and we got a lot of good stories tonight, so let's start with the first one. Obviously, um, if anyone's ever been looking online this week, uh, Google's made a big announcement with their uh, Google Mail feature. Ward, do you know anything about that? Yeah, they're calling it, uh, it's been codenamed Google Goggles. And mm-hmm. basically what they're doing is uh, they, they're trying to prevent people from sending emails while they're uh, inebriated. So... Uh, Right now, it, in order for you to send the, the email, you have to answer, I think it's four or five math questions in order for it to send. And you only have a certain amount of time, I think it's like 45 seconds, in order to send the mail in that amount of time. It, it, it's to prevent, you know, like drunk dialing. You know, how many times were, have you gotten loaded and called up the ex and, <laughs> and just start yelling at them and, or whatever, you called your girlfriend and... We're just, you know, drunken, blithering idiot. So th- this kind of tries to prevent you from doing that. Hey, I, I just think it's a gimmick. I think it's something just to make people uh, want to try to use Gmail. I'm, I, I looked at it. I'm not really impressed with it. First of all, it's just math questions. I, I'm, I'm a math person. I like math. So 45 seconds to do these simple math questions is not really challenging. Yeah. I think I'd have to be pretty much unconscious not to be able to do those in 45 seconds. Yeah, but I mean, I think that the question comes, if you're doing them, you know, if, if it would cause you to give pause to what you're doing and actually think about what you're about to send. You know, okay. it, maybe it's not as much... Uh, a math question to prevent you from doing it. It's a, it, it that extra forty five seconds may may make you think, hey, I really don't want to send this to my boss, telling him to you know, kiss my ass or whatever the case may be. Okay, but look at it this way. Let's say it's two thirty in the morning. You 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 got yourself shit faced. You go home from the bars, and you you know power up your computer or whatever. You get in your email and you type out this long winded email. You're a jerk, whatever. I hate you. Go f yourself. And you're going to do math questions for 45 seconds. Do you really think that 45 seconds, your your opinion, your viewpoints, your uh, your thoughts, going to change? No, probably not. But it, it may give you the option to think about what you're doing. You know, instead of just 
being able to hit send and it goes. You hit send and it says, okay, but before it'll go, you got to answer these math questions. You, you may think, you know, maybe I better, you know, not do this. It, 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 I don't think it'll prevent a lot. I think it's more of a deterrent. Right. You know, because a lot of people get drunk and go, oh, screw it, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and and then walk away from it. And, right. and I think that's that's what they're hoping is, you know, the people that are actually wanting to send an email at 2.30 in the morning are going to be more apt to go, okay, well, this is necessary for, you know, my job, whatever. I, I just had this, you know, revolutionary dream that's going to, you know, change the way that I do business and I'm going to send this email at 2.30 in the morning. They're, they're more apt to answer the math questions just so that they can get it gone. Whereas somebody's loaded is going to go, you know what, screw it, I don't care that much, you know, and, and it may it may act more of a deterrent at that point. It might. I, I think Google should basically should do a feature like, you know, if you send an email between this hour and this hour, we won't send it out. We'll keep it in your inbox, and when you log back into your email in the morning, we're going to go. By the way, do you want us to send this email now? And you just say yes or no. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean. First of all, you have to set it up. It's not. It's not a default setting in Gmail. You're going to have to go in there and set it up yourself. Yeah, and, and that's saying that that you know, because I, I drink a little bit, but I mean, I don't drink anywhere near the point where I'd want to set up, you know, pitfalls for me to you know to to send an email. Well, number one, I don't use the Gmail web client anyway, so it really wouldn't affect me one way or another. Right. You know, I'm going to use a, a local client, and, and the Gmail client, that the Google goggles only work if you use the web client. So I really don't foresee that being a, a huge, huge difference. I'm just curious to see someone that is going to use it and it actually deters them from sending out an email when they're drunk. Yeah. I, I think if you really want to send an email and you're drunk enough, you probably disable the settings and go back and send it yourself anyway and say the hell with it. Yeah. Or you're going to be like me and you're not going to use the web client. You're going to just fire up your email client that's local on your computer and you're going to send it from there. Well, yeah. well, first of all, most people that have a Gmail account probably have a Yahoo account, a Hotmail account. They'll just oh, go use something else. Sure. I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, I, Gmail is my primary email account, but I've got like three or four other web-based emails out there. And, I, of course, I got the one that came with my ISP, too, if I really want to send out an email. And if you're going to send out work-related email, I don't think you want to send it out drunk anyway. Yeah, or from a Google or a <laughs> Gmail account. Right. But then you could, and of course, the people that would be sending work-related emails would be sending from their, their work account, and you know that's not going to have any... Uh, Gmail, Google goggles on it. Yeah. So, I think it's just just a cute idea that they came up with. It's a, it's a fad. Some people are going to use it, and it's just basically something to get people to talk about Gmail so they can get a few hundred thousand people to join up. I agree. Okay, moving on to the next story. This is a story about television. I don't think we do many television stories, actually, on this show. No, I can't remember the last tele- TV story we've done. I don't know. Well, th- this one I stumbled over was about the uh, the show Will and Grace. Apparently, there is uh, talks for doing a spinoff called, uh, tentatively called, uh, Karen and Jack, following basically the sidekicks on the show, the gay guy, Jack McFarlane, and uh, Karen Walker, the high-pitched rich, rich bitch, basically, on the show. Uh, that's... Uh 
what's her name? Megan Mullaney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's funny. Oh, she's hilarious. Um, supposedly, these two uh, might get us to show. It's, I mean, this, the story is very sketchy. Apparently, that they uh, pitched the show to NBC, and NBC's working on a pilot, and we might see it as early as next fall. I did not like Will and Grace. I was not a fan of it. It was one of those shows that's like I flipped channels and it's like, oh, that show's still on the air? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I felt the same. I, it, it didn't break my heart when when they said that they were, you know, they were in their last season or whatever. You know, uh, there were other shows that, that I liked that, you know, the, uh, the, the finale was, you know, memorable. Right. Guess. You know, like MASH. Um, right. Friends. Right. Uh, cheers. Yeah, mm-hmm. There were some of them that were just, you, you're going to remember, you know, seeing the last episode. This, well, I couldn't have cared less. And Seinfeld, I mean, people had Seinfeld parties. I didn't understand the idea behind that either. I enjoyed Seinfeld when it was on. I, the, the finale to me was a disappointment. The, the thing with Will and Grace, though, is go on TV nowadays, flip the channels, basically like TBS and, you know, channels like that on, on cable. You don't see Will and Grace in reruns. I think it's on Lifetime, but it's not on any other channels that I know of. No, I have no so, idea. So it just shows you how popular the show is now in reruns. Obviously, Seinfeld is on 50 times a day. Friends is on just as much. Even MASH, that's been off the air for 25 years, is still on the reruns everywhere. But Will and Grace... That's a show that, you know, when it went off the air, it disappeared. And it's only been off the air for two years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I am I was never a big fan. Uh, it it kind of seems to me, too, that, that a lot of these networks are, are in such a stretch mm-hmm. looking for something to uh, – looking for content, you know. And it's like, well, CBS did uh, – Survivor, so they did a reality show. So now everybody has to do reality shows because that reality show was so successful. And it's, I, I haven't seen a reality show that I thought was decent. Ever. Well, first, first of all, you notice where they're getting all these shows from, right? Survivor, American Idol, um, they're all from all from Great Britain. They're all oh, British sure. shows. You know. I mean, we haven't had an original idea for years. Basically, since um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came out, which obviously was British, it seems like everything nowadays we've got these primetime game shows that are you know over-the-top budget with, with no uh, enjoyment value whatsoever. Uh, here we go again with the classic phone. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> i got to wait now. But you know, um, last night, for example, uh, there was a new show called Life on Mars – which obviously is another British show, which I watched, and I thought it was great. It's unfortunately, like he said, American television is run stale. There's nothing new on, nothing original on. No, I mean, you look at at NBC's uh, lineup. I mean, they're they're big, they're big heavy hitters or ER still, and it's in its fifteenth season. It's in the last season of the show. Have uh, you seen the rating? Do you know what the ratings on that show are? I looked them up on Wikipedia. The ratings on that show sucked. Literally sucked for like the last five to seven years. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how you can you run out of ideas. You know, I mean, even as well written as Mash was, 
Right. When MASH got in the last couple of years, they, they were stretching for stuff to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it, it almost gets to the point where it's sad. But, I mean, NBC's resurrected uh, Knight Rider. They're resurrecting uh, old shows, you know, and putting a new spin on them, thinking, well, you know, maybe maybe somebody will ignore, you know. Have I, you seen? I mean, have well, you, have, what's that? Have you seen Knight Rider? Yeah. I saw oh well I God. saw the I saw the pilot and it it was the the special effects are cool you know and and that's about it I mean the 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 uh the idea behind it is still uh really bad It's stuck it's stuck in 1982 it's not original Yeah you know they didn't they didn't take the they took the show and modernized it but the storylines are still 1982 storylines I watched the second or third episode of it whatever whatever it was and i'm watching this shit like oh come on wait a minute this car can turn into a truck and what the hell is this shit yeah uh, it, it's it's horrible unfortunately like you said it's tv stale i don't watch tv much anymore there yeah. are a few shows that i do watch uh, a couple sitcoms here and there like two and a half men i enjoy that's kind of original i mean yeah that actually you know, is that really, I mean, think about it. That is How I Met Your Mother. I watched that's that's an original show because it's a flashback to 2008. Yeah, and you know, it's about a guy eventually how he meets his the his wife, which would be the kid's mother. But they're really, if you you watch all these sitcoms, it's it's the same jokes that you heard 10, 20 years ago. You know, I remember watching Three's Company and memorizing every joke in that show, and then you watch a show nowadays, and it's like they, I've heard that joke before. That's not original. Yeah. That storyline's not original. That's the same storyline they used so many years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's horrible. Television television's pretty much dead. Yeah, well, I was speaking of the United Kingdom, I think you have a story about a, a, a British cook or something like that? Yeah, he was the former Mr. Gay UK. And uh, I, I don't know how you decide to, to compete in, uh, in something like that. But... Uh, he competed and he won Mr. Gay UK, and then uh, he decided he was going to slit his lover's throat after he stabbed him 20 times. Slit his throat, cut out part of his leg, seasoned it with herbs, fried it, and ate it. So not only is he a murderer, he's also a cannibal. I, I don't know. Does it make you a cannibal if, if you cook it first? I think I think a cannibal only applies if you eat it raw. I I thought a cannibal. I don't know. I, I would think a cannibal is just eating another human being. I mean, you see those old hokey movies where the cannibals, quote unquote, put the person on the on the stick, you know, and spin them around the fire. So I don't know. All right, any of our our listeners out there that that know the the truth behind that, please. Uh, Shoot us an email because I was under the impression that in order to be a cannibal, you had to eat them raw. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he he's been tried. Well, he's in court now um, for this, uh, and, and he's saying that that it wasn't murder. It was uh, he was at very least manslaughter because the he's trying to say that the the guy he stabbed twenty times and cut his throat. And ate part of his leg uh, was trying to rape him. Okay, well, first of all, once you stab somebody and kill them, eating them is just that's just for your own pleasure. That's icing on the cake. 
All right, and I and I will put money on it that the lawyer is going to use the insanity plea or whatever the British have. You know, he's mentally unstable, and that's why he did this. You know, because he ate the person. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's that's a. I mean that's a gimme. Yeah. Well, I mean you're a chef. You figure, hey, you know, I'm going to have to show you on uh, on our cooking show. I'm going to have to. Get get uh, get my chef to weigh in on this. Hey, did you ever think about stabbing somebody twenty times, cutting their throat, and eating their leg? <laughs> Just I don't know. I mean, you know, we eat chickens, we eat cows, and you know, we don't think about it. But I, I don't think I could eat a person. Yeah, I always it always scared me to get you know have a plane crash in the Alps. I was just thinking of that movie. What was that? Alive was that? What it yeah, was alive. called? Yeah, Now, Grant. Okay, now that's a different story. Those bodies were dead, and you're you need to live, and you're going to die if you don't eat these people. That's a different story. Doesn't make it any less nasty, dude. It, dude, it does. You're right. It's it does, nasty. It's nasty, but you know, and I know that it's either eat these dead people or die yourself. You're going to eat the dead people. And yeah. now, granted, as now you know, as, as long as I could cook them, and I wouldn't. Somebody needs to tell us whether or not it's a cannibal if you if it's cooked or not because then if, you know I, I just don't want to be thought of as a cannibal. Well, you know? from what I can see online, I, I obviously googled it, and a cannibal is a person who eats human flesh. Every definition doesn't say whether it's cooked or raw. Huh? I mean, there's even a more basic cannibal is an organism that eats others of its own species. It, I, it doesn't say raw. But when I think of flesh, I think of raw, you know? Yeah. I mean, chick, chicken flesh, you know, and then you cook it. It's, it's a different story. But yeah. I don't know. For, for, but I just think it's just a weird story. First of all, it's a Mr. former Mr. Gay UK, you know? And then, you know, he's he slicing and dicing and eating his, his lover. Yeah, that, who accused of rape, you know? Uh-huh. This guy's my boyfriend. Well, he tried to rape me, so I, I, I was I was compelled to stab him twenty times and cut his throat and eat his leg. It's not like you ate his leg before you you stabbed him twenty times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like, okay, we got to well, get out of that. that. He, he still seasoned him. He seasoned him up. It wasn't like <laughs> he just he took him, you know, chopped a hunk of his leg off and, and fried it. No, he seasoned it up with herbs and spices. So you know. I guess had a little marinade going on. <laughs> I don't want to know. Probably drink some of that British ale with it, you know. Oh yeah. Well, no, it, 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 that's that's red meat. It had to be. It had to be red wine. Oh, have red wine with 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 red meat, right? Isn't that the okay. way it goes? I, I'm yeah, not, it, I'm not a wine connoisseur. I'm just from what from what I know, and I know very little. I know it's. I think it's red wine with red meat and white wine with like chicken and your fish. Pretty much. I think there are exceptions to the rule. I don't know. And if anyone knows, they can email us and tell us otherwise. But the fact that he ate another human being is just, it's just disgusting in its own. Yeah, in thought. its own right. All right, let's get. That, that, that takes us to another puzzle. Oh, yes. Going from one, the UK to Jap- Japan, actually. Yeah, one puzzle leads to another. These crazy Japanese people. Bandai Japan is going to release a palm-sized cube uh, next month, middle of, middle of November, that allows you to stick your finger into it, and you can interact with objects on, that show up on the front. looks like a little crappy 
display. I don't know if it's an LED display or what. And it, when you put your finger in there, it'll show a replica of your finger, and it'll show you doing things. It looks like you can like push things that are hanging or pick up things or touch things, and, it, and it's it, also a clock. Yeah, it looks like a panda. It looks like you yeah. take your finger, you stick it in a hole, and you and you poke the panda till he falls. Yeah, but it looks like a panda. Go to AverageJoeShow.com. You'll see the links to these articles we have. The, the It's a panda on a – it looks like a tire, I guess. Yeah. You're, you're just pushing a damn panda. I don't understand that. There's also – it says there's a face. There's slime. There's the sea. There's a little stick figure. And, of course, it has a clock. It's- and I was like – what purpose does this serve? This is like a virtual pet on a crack or something like that, Tomagachi? Yes, it, well, it gives you the ability to go in and, and pet your panda. <laughs> I pet my panda. I'm not going to spend $30 for this little box. <laughs> 30 bucks for something to, so you could pretend to play with something. And <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that is a little... Uh, and little it's not like you stick your finger in there and you can like feel, feel something. Yeah. yeah you're, just, you're basically pushing against the... LED, I guess. I, I guess, or, or some sort of sensors. I don't know. The Japanese are kind of crazy like that. But <laughs> you know what? This is going to show up in the U.S. and probably, I'd say probably like six months to a year, probably before next Christmas. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be the thing that sells out, like the Tickle Me Elmo and all oh, that yeah. other crap. And, a, yeah, and, and of course, for 100 bucks. Oh, they'll sell for 100 bucks, but you know it's going to come out. It's right after they're going to have the cheap, crappy ones that are going to come out for like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. And every kid's going to want to have one. Just like the Tomagachis a couple of years ago. Those, everyone had to have one of those little stupid Tomagachi virtual pets. Oh, I can feed it and play with it. Yeah, you do that for like two minutes. You throw the thing in the corner and you tell it to shut up when it starts beeping. Yeah, and then it dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. The battery dies before you you actually get the thing to live. I don't know. My daughter had one for a while. She always seemed to kill it off quickly. Because the son of a bitch wanted you to take care of it like in the middle of the night or whatever. That was like the first generation of them before they put sensors in it, where it would shut off at nighttime and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, they're the high tech ones. Then they're the, the cheap ones. Yeah, well, yeah, the the two dollar ones you can get at Walmart, like the clearance section. Yeah, I always bought a real pet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah, I was too lazy to pretend. Okay, let's well, let's pretend you feed them. Let's pretend. <laughs> No, my my dog going to choose on my leg. Of it. He's like, hey, what's up, Dad? I want to I eat. Give, give me some food. How do you teach a child responsibility by giving them a thing that goes beep, 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 beep? And then you have to look at it and try to figure out what that little dot is. Did he poop? Is he hungry? Is he sick? Does he want to play? What the hell does that shit mean? <laughs> it means I hide it under my mattress till it quits beeping. <laughs> you know, it's not waterproof, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. I flushed it. <laughs> that, that's what happens when you get the, the the goldfish pet one. When it dies, you just flush the whole thing. Okay, you're right about that. All right, let's go. We got a lot of international stories this week. Yeah. Um, let's go to the wonderful world of Somalia and pirates. Yeah, I got a story of uh, Somali pirates that uh, attacked a uh, Ukrainian tanker off the Horn of Africa. And uh, the tanker has uh, is loaded down with weapons and uh, tanks and whatnot. I, I believe it was headed towards Kenya. And the pirates took over it, and they said, "You give us a we have a ransom of twenty million dollars, and if you don't give us twenty million, we're going to blow the tanker up." 
Now, the U.S. has a, a destroyer, the USS Howard, that detained it until uh, the Russians came down, because it's basically a Russian ship. And the Russians are in the midst of negotiating with the pirates. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's just funny to hear a story of pirates in today's day and age. You know, the only time you hear about pirates is somebody pirating software on their computer or pirating music. You don't hear about people pirating, you know, like pirates taking over boats <laughs> right. and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, I mean, I've heard within the last several weeks people talking about pirates out there in the oceans and to me yeah like you said to me that's a dated word i think if you talk about pirates like that i'm waiting for johnny depp or somebody to hop on board a ship with orlando bloom uh, to me that's the pirates you know the guys over the patch over their eyes with the parrots on their arms you know a treasure island type of thing yeah I mean, but i mean what else would you call them though they're, they're guys on the sea who who take over a boat or a ship and they basically hold it ransom that that's the definition of a pirate. How about aquatic criminals? <laughs> aquatic criminals. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's, that's different. <laughs> it, it just doesn't have the, the panache of pirates. Yeah, but pirates sound so dated. Yeah, that's true. Well, like I, I said, I mean, currently the, the word pirates used for, you know, the internet pirates. Oh, yeah. Well, even like 20, 30 years ago, well, you know, you talked about your... Uh, your DVDs and your videos, and people were pirating, you know, the movies, too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there were video pirates back in the early 80s. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, it goes back 20, 30 years, the word pirate that we know. Yeah, but according to this, they have, uh, they've seized, there was 33 tanks and other heavy weapons on this boat. That they've that they've taken, and these pirates have seized more than two dozen ships just this year, off the Horn of Africa. That's amazing. Well, how many? I wonder how many pirates there are on these boats that are doing this. Because taking over ships like that, it can't be that easy. No, and, it, and it's. Let's see if it says. Uh, well, there's there was twenty member. It was a twenty member crew that was on the boat that they took over. Damn. So you imagine, uh, you know, it's it's probably more than twenty. <laughs> well, yeah, and you probably the, those twenty members of the crew probably weren't carrying guns. You know, yeah. a couple of them might have been, but not all of them. Yeah. I, but you would you would think with I mean, there's a lot of problems there with pirates. You would think these ships would be prepared for you know attacks. At the same time, you know. The thing is that they come up to them on these little, um, like, I don't know what they're called. Uh, they're, they look like rubber uh, life rafts. And they come, you know, with a, they have an outboard engine on them. They come flying up on the side. Right. And, and they just hit it so fast that, that the crew doesn't, you know, the crew doesn't know what's going on, you know, because they're coming in basically under the radar, you know. Unless you're looking That's for them, you're not going to see them, and then by the time you see them, it's too late. They're already on you. And they probably attack at night, too, when it's easier to sneak on board. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously, you know, look, look at this article, AverageJoeShow.com. They're just showing you pictures of the boat in the daytime, but, you know, that's you're probably right. I mean, they're probably attacking at night. You know, out of 20 crew members, probably, I mean, safely, you could say probably 10 of them are asleep. 
I mean, oh, I don't know how many people it takes to run the boat. So, you know, I mean, not everybody is awake. It's probably easier to take over that way, too. You're probably right. It. I just laugh, though. It's just hard to believe that there's still modern-day pirates out there taking these ships over. Yeah, and... You know, I don't understand who, who who they expect to pay the twenty million. You know, if they expect the Russians to do it, if they think we're going to do it, if if Kenya's going to do it, I I have no idea because Kenya doesn't have twenty mil. No. You know, that's probably one of the poorest countries on the planet. I don't I don't think they could come up. They could scrape up twenty million dollars. We could, but why? We don't want the tanks. No. You know, so I mean. Really, I, I don't know. Best case scenario is they blow the damn thing up and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean, which they probably will do. Yeah, but yeah, it sinks into the ocean, then coral can form on it. You know, Lord knows there's not enough coral around the Horn of uh, Africa. Okay, I'll take your word on that. I have no clue. Neither do I. I was just making stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, if you knew that, I'd be like, I'm impressed. Just making stuff up. If, and if you say it authoritatively enough, it sounds like it's gospel truth. Now, now the Horn of Afri- Africa, that's the bottom part of Africa, right? Yeah. That's not, That's not. Uh, what's that, what is that other one called? The Cape, Cope, Cape Hope or Good Cape of Good Hope or some shit like that. I can't remember. I'm thinking of one of South South America has one. Yeah, I think that's South America. Cape, I don't think Cape Horn? That. Cape Horn, maybe? Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to the final story of the night. And of course, like every week, we have to have a story that does something with, with sex. Well, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> and of course, now we have sex and politics put together. There is a company out there that ha- has created a doll, and they call the doll to avoid copyrights or lawsuits. They say, it says on the box, this is not Sarah Palin inflatable love doll. It, you look at the box, and it's got a picture of this busty woman that looks obviously a, a lot like Palin. And of course, inside the box comes your little inflatable vice presidential candidate. <laughs> then if you read the front of the box, it says, blow her up and show her... You're gonna vote. Let 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 your well, I'm sorry. Let her pound your gavel over and over, and it's time for some male interns cause a scandal in the Capitol. I don't know what the price of this doll is, but apparently there's a lot of sick people out there that will buy this. I'm sure there is, I, it, and I don't see a price on it either. So it and the thing is, if you're talking about a, a blow up doll, odds are it's like that. Uh, it's not like the one that Howard Stern had that, that actually looks almost right. real. This is like one of those ones that that's uh, vinyl. Uh-huh. You know, with, the, with the big lips, the funny mouth hole so you can put your dick in it. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the heavy-duty steams. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't look... I mean, the fact that it's in a, in a box that's uh-huh. that small you know, doesn't lend itself towards... Uh, no, you know anything that was that's decent. It, it, it's probably one of those cheapy ones. I don't know how much the cheap ones cost, but yeah, one of those ones that if you inflate it too much, it's going to explode right in front of you. 
But, you know, it didn't take too long for some, some sicko to come out with this doll. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the moment she got nominated, everyone's like, oh, man, she's hot. I like to do her. And then, of course, some sicko decided, what the hell? He's got to market it and make some money. Well, Larry Flynn already put out a, uh, basically a casting call for, for Sarah Palin lookalikes because he wants to do an X-rated movie with the Sarah Palin lookalike. Right. I, I wish I could find that article because I just read it last week and uh, they actually uh, they had the they're, they're going to call it Nalen Palin. Nalen Palin? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they it also included as a three-way hardcore sex scene starring porn stars such as uh, Palin, Hillary Clinton and Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> oh my god yeah it's just crazy but I, I last, last week I'd actually seen where they had the casting call and you know they, they had an advertisement in a in a magazine for it and they were like well you know no anal required it's like alright great <laughs> it's just yeah just crazy <laughs> Oh man, I tell you, it's if you look at some of these pornos, they got some funny ass titles out there. Yeah. Of course, I don't know. I've never seen a porno before. No, not at all. <laughs> Thank you, internet. I, I I just read about the things that like that so that I can report on them to to our listeners so that, that they're kept up to date. Uh huh. <laughs> and you unfortunately you can't find find pornos on Amazon.com, so I'm kind of screwed there. <laughs> well, I've never looked. So. <laughs> I never have either, but that, that's actually kind of interesting. Now I'm going to have to go look, see if I can find some. The, 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 the fact that you knew that you couldn't get them on Amazon is kind of disturbing to me. Well, first of all, I, I'm just going to go with the odds and say it's not on there. Alright. Uh. <laughs> give, give me that. I'll, I'll right. let you have that one. But I can order a whole bag of socks and I'll be good to go for a week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we need to wrap up this show. Once again, I want to thank my co-host here, Mr. Ward Miller. Mr. Ward Miller, of course, is the producer of Restaurant Food Fast at restaurantfoodfast.blogspot.com. Looks like last week you were doing an episode on quick stew. Yeah. And uh, this week it's... A Mexican dish called a odio odio or something to that effect. I, I'm not the chef. I just I just shoot it and <laughs> I you do it. all the other work. Yeah, I, I do all the real work. I edit it and <laughs> I wouldn't say that too loud because you might piss him off. Uh, he'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking at this recipe for the stew. Stew is an easy thing to make anyway. I love the stew. Yeah. Well, the 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 cool thing about the way he did it was that uh, it had kind of like the taste of something that you did, f- you know, that you made and you know put like in a crock pot or something, and it cooked all day. And he did the whole thing in about twenty minutes. Right. So it, that's what was what was cool about it was he was able to to take something that, that takes so long that you go, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd really like some stew, but 
you know, I don't got time to, to put it all in a crock pot and wait for it. He shows you how to do it rapidly so that it's done in time, you know, so you come home from work and go, you know what, stew would be great today because it's kind of chilly or whatever. You can make, you know, a stew in 20 minutes. Well, that's the thing, too, is you want to make it quick, but you want to make it taste good, too. Yeah. Because you know, you know, and I know that you can make something quick and it tastes like shit. Yeah, absolutely. But what I like about stew, though, is you can buy, like, cheap cheap uh, cube steak for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, beef, cube beef for that. And, of course, you know, if, I don't know about the quick stew, but I know, like, the stew you make all day lettuce in the crock pot. The, you know, the crappy meat you can buy that costs, like, almost nothing a pound, it sits all day. It tastes like prime rib when it's all said and done. Yeah. But of course, everyone, I want everyone to go check out Restaurant Food Fast at restaurantfoodfast.blogspot.com. Looks like every, have an episode, what is it, roughly every Sunday? Is that yeah. what you're trying to do? We shoot We shoot every Sunday, and uh, every Sunday morning I'll release the previous week's episode. I was going to say, damn, that's a quick turnoff. You're shooting on Sunday, and you're releasing it that same day. No, I, I'm, I'm a week ahead. And uh, in fact, next week... Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a break because they have a PodCamp Pittsburgh. Uh, oh that, wow! That I'm gonna be attending uh, next Saturday and Sunday. Oh good! You got to take notes on that. Let us know if you find anything interesting out about that. Yeah. It, in fact, uh, last year uh, one of the speakers was uh, Justina Zara. Oh really? Yeah. Well, she's from Pittsburgh. Is she? I didn't know that. Well, she was. She's she just moved to California in the last uh, last few months. So she was doing her uh, I Justine all in in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, when she was doing her uh, what's that called life life blogging casting. or life, life casting. casting, right? Yeah, she did all that in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's great. So I hope to, to get some good info out of that. But uh, oh, please do. Pa- you know, pass it along. I like to find out more stuff. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm I'm getting obsessed with this podcasting thing. I really, you know, sometimes there's simple things you don't even know that, you know, you think you should know. And it's like, well, damn, I wish I thought of that in the first place. Yeah. So how long does it take for you to do an episode of uh, Restaurant Food Fast? Uh, well, once we shoot it, um, it, it all depends on, on what we're what, what he's cooking, basically. Right. You know, uh, you know. If he if we shoot something that takes him fifteen minutes to cook, I'm going to end up probably cutting five minutes out of it, you know, mm-hmm. because it, I mean all of our episodes are right at twenty minutes, and we right. actually ha- we actually shoot about thirty minutes of tape. Well, that's not too bad. No, uh, but you always have the the parts where he forgot to, you know, take something out or he has to. Mm-hmm. He has to move the whole setup because he got to get into the fridge or whatever. So, right. so there's a whole bunch of edits and whatnot in there. But for the most part, it, it comes out pretty well. well. That's good. Now, now, Chuck, the cook, does he only make like uh, one dish of whatever you're doing that week? You know how you watch on TV, they've made like seven dishes, and you know they're preparing one, all of a sudden it's done in the oven two seconds later? No, pretty much everything we do is done start to finish. Um, oh, that's good. You know, because that, that was the premise behind it, is we wanted to show people how it works in a real uh, kitchen. You right. Know, like a, a restaurant. So uh-huh. uh, when, when we do it, we're doing it. We're we're basically doing everything live. The the only times I'll I'll cut away, like I said, is uh, 
you know, and we'll tell you if, if we cut away for, you know, cooking time, you know, say, okay, well, we're going to let this cook for an extra 20 minutes or so. Uh-huh. And we cut the camera, but for the most part, we just keep uh, we just keep it running. Well, that's good to know. Okay, <laughs> I think we've gone on long enough. Um, everyone, just make sure you come back to our website. Go back every week, uh, averagejoeshow.com. Shoot us emails at talk at com. There's a comment section open, so you want to comment on any of the episodes, uh, do it right on the website. Uh, I'm Corey Charette, and that's Ward Miller. We... Glad you listened to our show this week, and we hope you come back in next week. Until then, have a good one. Bow, 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 bow,